0: Good evening, everybody. The feast of uh, the Holy Family is a very inspiring feast. Who does not want a family that is loving, good, holy, and wholesome? The Holy Family represents every longing of a human family, but we also have to be cautious. Comparing the Holy Family with our families can also lead to unrealistic expectations and unhelpful conclusions. This certainly is not the intention of the celebration of the feast of the Holy Family. So I'd like to reflect on the Holy Family and our families in a realistic and helpful way. And here are my three points for today. First of all, how do we define a Holy Family? Are there criteria? In other words, what makes a family holy? If there is even one person in the family who is not living an exemplary Christian life, would that family still be a holy family? If there are arguments, misunderstandings, addictions, broken relationships, deep hurts, Is that family not a holy family? Perhaps we confuse the concept of a holy family with a perfect family. The most important thing to remember on the Feast of the Holy Family is that holiness does not necessarily mean perfection. Christ did not come into a perfect world. In fact, the opposite is true. Jesus embraced our imperfect world and made it holy by His presence. This is also true of our families. What makes a family holy is not perfection. Rather, of all the ways that Christ could have come into the world, God chose the family. Herein lies the reason for the holiness of families. And I'm not saying that each member of the family is not responsible for the quality of family life. I'm not saying that at all. But the primary reason a a family is holy is because of his incarnation, God has sanctified the institution of the family. For this reason, Every family, no matter how they find themselves, no matter what the context, every family is holy. Secondly, I want to talk about contemporary families. Should we compare the holy family and our families? Until recently, probably about two years back, there was an English sitcom called Modern Family. I don't know how many of you all saw Modern Family, right? It dramatized the contemporary notion of an extended family. There was even a gay couple in that extended family. Modern families come in all shapes and sizes. See, on the one hand, there is the traditional concept of a family. Husband, wife, well-behaved children, all educated, financial and emotionally stable, healthy and happy, and everything is in place. Even their pet is well-behaved and intelligent. However, there are so many families that do not fit the traditional concept of the family. There are families that encounter financial burdens, tragedies, domestic abuse, divorce, single parenthood, aging parents and grandparents. I don't know how many grandparents today have custody of their grandchildren. Live-in couples, LGBTQ relatives and even same-sex families. What do we say to families that are not only struggling but do not represent the traditional family? If the Gospels are any indication, it is precisely in this context that the Feast of the Holy Family is relevant. You see, the Holy Family, the family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, was not the typical family of Jesus' time. For example, Joseph, sorry, Jesus, was not conceived of Joseph. Even if it was for legitimate reasons, Joseph had contemplated breaking the engagement and divorcing Mary. Joseph was a foster father and Joseph and Mary were not the typical husband and wife because the church teaches us that Mary is ever virgin they also faced their share of physical and social challenges they were poor for goodness sake they were poor he was born in a stable later they had to become immigrants and refugees and flee to save Jesus' life in so many ways The Holy Family reminds us of modern families, but it is precisely into this family that God became incarnate. If our families are not traditional in the same way we think of traditional families, please remember that Christ chose to be born in an imperfect and less than ideal situation. If our families are struggling, if our families are imperfect, God does not abandon us. I believe that Christ is closer to families that try to be a family in the midst of all the complexities of modern day life. Having said all that, and this is my third point, having said all that, each member of a family has the responsibility to contribute to the holiness and the well-being of the family and I would like to use the second reading to provide practical ways to make our families the best they can be Paul says put on as God's chosen ones holy and beloved heartfelt compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if one has a grievance against another as the Lord has forgiven you You also must do so forgiveness And over all these and hear carefully and Paul says and over all these put on love Which is the bond of perfection? So today every person, all of us, every one of us, husband, wife, children young and old, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts, grandparents and grandchildren, please evaluate the contribution you make to the life and the holiness of your family. This is something that we must all go back home and evaluate. What is the contribution I am making to the holiness and well-being of my family? If each one of us can say that we show heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love, then even if our families are imperfect, we know we are cooperating with God to make them holy. So today, we bring our families, however we find ourselves, We bring our families and place them at this altar. And we simply ask God to bless our families. People of God said,